Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Black Friday. It's 5pm. So I hope you've got a stout in your hand and some bargains in a basket. Uh, Bradley, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Uh, no Black Friday purchases for me. As yet? As yet, no. We'll see. Uh, I've been eyeing up a coffee machine, but um, you, everyone's seen my kitchen now because of the home brewing exploits, and I don't really know where that coffee machine would go. So I think that might not be purchased. Mm. Um, should we dive straight into the video? Because it's a fun one this week. Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. So yeah, this week was another one, another solo effort from me uh, when I went up to the apple harvest up in uh, Herefordshire. Um, so you may have noticed in the first video that we did last week where I was following Little Pomona around and Tom Oliver around during the cider harvest, we didn't actually drink a drop of cider in a whole 20 minute video. Uh, drank quite a lot of juice and ate a lot of apples, but I didn't actually drink any cider. So this week we did a video where I sat down with James and Susanna, the founders of Little Pomona, and tried three amazing ciders from the local region. So one from Ross on Y, one from Tom Oliver, which was technically a Perry, and then their cider, which was actually made with a dessert apple. So sweeter, less acidity, less tannins generally in a, in a dessert apple, which is like you know dessert apples, what you might find in a supermarket. Um, but you know you can use it use any apple to make cider um so we tasted through a load of those um i felt kind of rude but my favorite was the uh the tom oliver perry i thought it was absolutely incredible and you can kind of see my eyes light up in the video it was a beautifully kind of floral honeyed floral uh pear juice that just had a lovely soft tannin at the finish that uh really made it really really drinkable um and i i immediately bought a bottle Straight after we finished filming, because I loved it that much. Have you have you ever had much Perry bread? Yeah, I used to I used to like a, a Perry um, as a younger man. I certainly drank a lot of a lot of bad cider in my youth. What was your bad cider of choice? Definitely Strongbow, uh, White Lightning, all those sort of <laughs> barely ciders. Um, and then I'd say when I was uh, about eighteen, uh, seventeen, eighteen, and I used to go to my local pubs I, I'd, I'd you know drink a guinness or i'd drink some sort of proper west country cider uh and it, it, i just hung out in old man pubs uh in my my early 20s and well te- late teens early 20s i mean i can remember going to um uh the pub at the the end of the road where my school was and i was a sixth former 
So I think I was probably technically underage to be drinking, but uh, that didn't bother me. I had a great uh, face of hair. Clearly it didn't bother them either. No, I mean, it was, you know, I'd just be wearing a a suit. We didn't have to wear uh, like a school uniform or anything in sixth form. So, you know, I could have just been uh, an estate agent or something, I suppose. <laughs> I can't imagine you even looking like an estate no, agent. In no, I had, I had a pretty good beard. I had a wicked beard at, at, at 17. So, uh, you know, I used to just be able to drink whatever I wanted. Um, there you go. Makes me think of that episode of the Inbetweeners where they go in and they, they order, they, they want to get pints at the bar. And the only way they can do it is by ordering Perry um, if they sit down and have a roast dinner as well. So they all sit down. Um, in the in the food area and have a have a pint of perry um and eat a roast which isn't dinner. unlike the situation we're in at this point where you exactly. have to have a bloody meal for it to be yeah. covid safe Tier in a pub two. exactly <laughs> it's uh it's either uh what's the thing it's either a pint, i'll have a pint or i'll have a pint and some chips or no pints. That's the kind of the three tier structure right now in the UK. So um, <laughs> there you go. Succinctly surmised. I like it. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've got to yeah. say on that. So I, I will be going out and ordering a pint and some chips, uh, or maybe a pint of substantial meal or whatever that beer was that I saw. Yeah, I've I've already seen quite a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> a lot it's of a, brewers it's brewing a, you know, beers called substantial meal. Pretty lulls that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Got to laugh, right? Yeah, gallows cry. Exactly that. Mm. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I never really liked cider at all, but I I went to university in in Exeter down in Devon, and you had to drink cider down there sometimes. Mm. Like you'd go to like beer festivals and stuff, and be like, most of this is cider. Um, so I drank a lot of uh, probably not particularly good scrumpy cider, as they call it down there. That you know had Brett character and was was pretty dry. Um, drank a lot of that down in Devon, but nothing of the quality that I was drinking from from Tom and from Albert at Ross on Y and and uh, Susanna and James. Like their stuff is just just absolutely magic. Um, and you know these videos haven't been hugely viewed, but it's something we wanted to do. I think because we want to start getting into cider and start bringing that to the channel, and that means we have to persuade you guys. Um, and it's been great to see in the comments that lots of people have been persuaded. So we've had lots of people saying, you know, I never even considered trying this. Um, we've got a comment from Jay Neal who said, I've barely drunk any ciders, but I've loved saisons and some wild fermentation barrel aged beers. Recently from London Beer Factory, which I need to look up because I've never loved their beers, but they, I've never had a wild fermented one. Um, and they've been, they've been dry and cidery on the palate. Am I making a false connection that I might enjoy a little Pomona stuff equally as delicious? Uh, yes, that is exactly the connection we were hoping to make. So these really dry, fruity ciders, particularly ones with more pronounced Brett character, um, are a lot like Gers. Um we, we talked about this uh, in our Discord forum, which you can join if you join our Patreon, about how there is these these natural ciders seem to ferment a little bit cleaner. Something about that fermentation, either it's more gentle or it's more easy on the yeast or because it happens for a long time, not huge amounts of phenols and esters are produced, but you end up with a very clean but still you know, quite bretty, um, I guess the Brett kicks off, but like the PDO and the Lacto doesn't. So you get really smooth, really easy drinking kind of gers like ciders. Um, and I, I suggest anybody that loves the wild barrel age side of brewing uh, has a go at some proper natural or fine ciders, they like to call it, because the, the flavours are very, very similar. 
Um, did you find a comment, Brad, that you enjoyed? Yes, yeah, so I've got one from Tom Wilderspin, which is a, a great name. Uh, I've just finished watching a series on Amazon Prime called Louder Milk, which is all about uh, an ex-drug addict who has become a drugs counsellor, well, addiction counsellor, and it's it's awesome. So anyway, Tom Wilderspin slash Wilder Milk, uh, he said, <laughs> I used to think cider was reserved for polyamorous druid types from the West Country, but these ciders look amazing. Definitely going to try a few ciders and perries next month. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, as far as I know, all druids are polyamorous. Um, that's certainly my experience. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean your experience? You've, no, you've, no, no. you've been amorous with some druids. No, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I've been to Glastonbury quite Never a lot. Never managed to tie one down, though. No, I remember being very messed up at Glastonbury one year and um, throwing one of those those candles that are like about... they're like I think they're called lawn candles, aren't they? They're like, you stick them in a lawn and they're, they're like a sort of tiki bar thing. Um, right, yeah. It's about four foot high. I remember being quite off my tits and uh, picking one of those up uh, in a, I guess maybe like a sort of druid kind of styly, maybe dancing around with it for a little bit. And then I launched it at my friend Andy. He was wearing a Nike uh, silver, metallic silver shell suit jacket. Oh, and, God, and to keep away from fire ones. Well, it set him on fire, so he was pretty pissed at me. Oh, my God. I think we can we we shouldn't blame you. We should blame the the druid vibes of Glastonbury. Well, it was all the bongo drums, mate. They they sent me into a sort of uh, primal <laughs> state, and I just I got very caveman and we're sort of I guess images of cave paintings and men with you know stick men with with uh, spears throwing at, at herds of wildebeest. <laughs> It just sets something off. Beer in one hand, candle in the other. I think I've seen that on a on a cable or something. Probably a K cider in one hand and a and a a lawn candle in the other. But yeah, (sighs) fun times. There we go. (laughs) See, you need to be replying to these comments on YouTube. All I said was that's very much what I thought until a few years ago too. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Whereas you go into some glorious. That's that's why they've got to come and listen to this. That's where you get the exclusive. Brad chat, the nonsense. Unfiltered. That's true. I should convert on on the on the video about the strongest beer in the world. I now all my replies are just please read the pin post as people go. This isn't the strongest beer in the world. On this video, I should just start replying. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Because I can't. I can't compete. I can't compete. Hey, it's not. It's not a competition, man. It's we're all we're all <laughs> we're all just trying to make the best of it. And uh, you know, alcohol's a funny thing, especially if you're mixing. I mean, I used to like mixing uh, cider with with beer as well, which is another thing. And uh, I don't know whether that's. I mean, I wouldn't do it these days, but I used to love a snake bite and black in my in my goth stage when I used to hang out and was known as the Camden Vampire by a lot of my friends. Uh, I, I used to uh, I used to love a snake bite and black. It's great. Why the Camden Vampire? Because I used to hang out in Camden a lot, and I guess I looked a oh. bit vampiric because I had kind of. Uh, Sort of well, Robert Smith slash uh, Russell Brand tussles of hair and very skinny, skinny jeans and winkle pickers and you know. You've been the happiest vampire that ever existed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, right so uh, you might be glad to hear that. Well, 
we're, we're moving away from cider for the next couple of videos. We are starting our Christmas content as of next week, which I, I was going to say might mean less weirdness from Brad, but actually nah. Christmas is when your most famous weirdness comes out. Exactly. Sort of the Pete Bog mummy moments that we've had in the past. So next week we are homebrewing a Christmas beer. I won't spoil it any more than I already have, uh, other than say that it's a big old Belgian beer. Um, so that starts, it's a two-part series, starts next week. Um, and we've got some bonus uploads coming for you during December as well. And of course, our classic Christmas beer video, because it's not Christmas until Johnny and Brad have, have waffled on at you for half an hour about beers that are incredibly strong. Um, incidentally, I'm also brewing my family Christmas beer tomorrow. Again, it's a New England pale ale, as festive as, I don't know, as festive as Easter. Um, but yeah, that's what they always demand. So we've got ourselves a tasty pale based on our New England IPA recipe. Nice. So I'll save you a bottle, Brad. It was, thanks, man. It was pretty festive when we were out in uh, New England. Just being, uh, I just remember being on the side of a motorway uh, wearing a cowboy hat and sort of jumping in about three foot of snow. And walking yeah, it's around. really deep snow, it's, isn't it? It's Although every now and then you tried to dump into it and it was frozen solid, so yeah. you really hurt your knees. Ouchy. It was a bit ouchy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right, should we take a question from a listener? Go We've on, got then. a little back catalogue of them now. So this is a comment from Sean Brewer. Uh, he's asking about special beer moments. So take it away, Sean. Hi, Johnny and Brad. It's Sean Brewer here, one of your patrons. I have a question for the Craft Beer Channel's podcast. One of my favourite all-time beer moments was after a long walk up the Old Man of Coniston in the Lake District, stopping off at the Black Bull Inn and having a barley wine in a pint glass from the Coniston Brewing Company. And that got me thinking, what are your favourite all-time beer moments? For me, that one was made so perfect because it's a day with my family and after a hard walk, we could, we could, we could relax in a lovely warm environment and it's the little things in life that we have to look forward to in these current times so I'm wondering if you could share yours with the podcast too thanks keep up the good work guys loving the beer thanks bye now This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. There we go. Thank you, Sean. Um, firstly, can I say that your beer moment, Sean, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, that pub, the Black Boar up in the Lake District, is absolutely incredible. And Coniston Brewery make amazing traditional British ales. Their barley wines, uh, their darker stuff, and in particular, Coniston Bluebird, their bitter. Uh, some of my favourite British beers. Yeah, man. So, so strong very, choice. Very emotive. I enjoyed that. Uh, from the Brewer Man. 
from the Brewerman. Yeah. Uh, so go on then, Brad. You go first. What's your? What's, can you think of an <sighs> ultimate beer moment? I mean, there have been so many over the years, but I guess sort of looking back on it, a particularly great trip was, I think it was the, our first chip, uh, trip to Czech Republic. Um, we were out there with. Were we out there with some other beer geeks? Was is? Yeah, yeah, we were out there with um, with Mark Dredge, Michael Kaiser, Jeff Allworth, Chris Hall, all 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 the the leading lights of twenty. What would it be twenty fifteen? Something 14, like that. It was, a, it was a fair while yeah. back, and um, we went to this amazing brew, which we've talked about at length before, which I think is sadly no more. But um, it was Count Samave, which is out in the middle of the, this sort of bohemian forest. Uh, it's it's a it's a fucking semi blown up building, uh, which is decrepit from sort of World War Two. Uh, yeah, it was an old brewery that got like yeah. sort of stripped, I think, and was battled over as it, well. It was it was super mad. We like walked around it with the owner, who who was kind of this incredible dude who wore like a wife beater shirt and looked, you know, like a sort of uh, Eastern European strongman leader. And he, he just showed us around <laughs> this sort of like really kind of like hovely looking, uh, frankly dirty kind of brewery uh, with with like all kinds of funky shit up the walls and and sl- like almost like slimy kind of stuff around, I seem to remember. And like open yeah, fermenters yeah, that were just like bubbling like wild sort of witches' cauldrons and, you know, like just crazy stuff that I, I hadn't really seen at that point. Um, cause you know, in my head I was like, this is not very clean for like a brewery. It's kind of crazy. Um, we got to the end and you know, he, he brought the bit after we, I think we'd already eaten a bit of sausage at this point. Uh, maybe sat in front of a, a portrait of him wearing the wife beater while he was talking to us in the wife beater. Um, but by the time we got outside and we, we were handed these giant, uh, flagons, stoneware, amazing probably like two liter flagons of beer uh fresh tapped out straight from the brewery and my god it was it was like the best beer i think i've ever had in my life um it was just so so crisp and fresh and ah just like the i don't know it just tasted like wonderful nectar yeah, I remember that. It it smelled like I'd never smelt a beer aroma like it because mm. it had kind of a brioche note from being like like a brioche and caramel note from being a decocted lager, but also like the SARS the expression of the SARS hop was like strawberries and fresh grass and just like the hop oils like you could couldn't almost couldn't see straight. Like there mm. were so many hop oils sort of coming off of this beer. It was the most incredible uh, sensory experience I think I've ever had and coming out the stoneware and after that tour through that bizarre yeah. beaten old brewery that they were trying to breathe new life into it was just just unlike anything we've ever seen yeah it was it was mental um, and then later on I remember we got incredibly drunk um, I think they gave us big two litre like sort of um, plastic bottles of it plastic yeah. bottles like you drink you know like Coca-Cola style plastic bottles which make Coke taste terrible so you can imagine what they do to an amazing uh, pilsner. It just it, it didn't didn't travel well. And I think I, maybe I didn't <laughs> drink mine, but I remember some. Oh, other I drank people, mine. Yeah, a lot of people drank them. But uh, yeah, that was that was a wild trip, man. That was that was probably my my best beer memory. Yeah, I mean that that probably would be my best beer memory. But um, I mean drinking uh, drinking Pliny the Elder in the brew pub oh. with a pepperoni pizza oh. was pretty special. 
That was um, great. Watching that guy the build the towers out of the cards uh, sitting next yeah, to us as well. I'm pretty, somebody wrote an article about him, I think. He's, he was like, he'd been drinking there almost since the start of Russian River, like 1997. Yeah. Um, He's just trying to finish that tower. <laughs> He's never got to the top because some tourist has bumped into he him. He can't leave. <laughs> He's just there trying to build it and it keeps getting knocked down. Poor bastard. Yeah. But my I mean my my the best beer I've ever had or the best beer experience I've ever had was actually it's with a Cronenberg's Cronenberg Red which is obviously not a particularly good beer but um I'm a very keen cyclist and and back in my younger days I used to go on uh, on tours with my friends and we set ourselves challenges so we were cycling from the north coast of France to the south coast of France um which is about I think it's about 1000 miles um and there was one day where we it was a long day we had to do about 150 miles that day with all our stuff on our, on on the back um and we got to the campsite that we'd we were intending to stay at and it had closed like closed down god like we had not done our research and it was just it was just an overgrown field with a tap in the middle and so we'd been cycling by this point for about 9 8 9 hours in 30 degree heat um and we had this decision to make like whether we cycled another it was about 20 kilometers, so about 15 miles, or whether we just sort of camped wild for the night. And we were all like, no, we need a beer after today. So we cycled for another hour um, to another, the, like the cl- closest campsite. Uh, and we got there and the bar was about to close, but we, we all bought two pints. And then we sat, we just sat in the pool. They had a pool at this campsite, it was a fancy one. And we just got in the pool and just drank our pints to cool down. And it was the best flavoured beer I've had since, well, it would have been probably the year before we went to Kaut and just that Cronenberg was just nectar. Wow. Ne- neither pint lasted more than about three or four minutes. Nice. Well, uh, I mean, amazing. Uh, that sounds awesome and, and well-deserved after that trip. I do I do quite, I, I guess like a swimming pool beer is is a bit like a shower beer, so it's probably very satisfying. The luxury, yeah, the luxury, exactly. Of our, after all that expenditure and effort, uh, the reward must have been amazing. But I, I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking back to uh, uh, some some kind of Floridian pool beers that we shared uh, in that kind of amazing motel we stayed at. Um, near oh the yeah, beach. right by yeah, right by Clearwater Beach. Clearwater Beach. That was that was amazing. Like we were drinking, yeah. I don't even remember what it was. Was it Highlight? Did we have some Highlight? We we definitely had uh, some. I, I think we picked up some beers from what's the local brewery? Three Set, um, sisters we had. Three daughters. Three daughters. Yeah, we three had daughters. some of that. I remember, but I thought we yeah, had some which was pretty average well. beer. It was. Oh, but... we probably did. We probably did have yeah. plenty of Highlight, given that it's it's in Tam- it's, that brewery's in Tampa Bay. We must have done. Mm. Yeah, that was. Those are some great pool beers. So I'm I'm all yeah. up for some more pool beers in our lives, Johnny. Well, maybe I'll I'll dig out the photos that we took of that and I'll stick it on our Instagram and promote the podcast that way. Um, and obviously, I'll put the video of us at Kauskanasumave into the show notes nice. because it's not a great video. Like we didn't really know what to expect. So we weren't planning to really film, mm. but as soon as we arrived, we were like, "Holy shit, we have to film everything!" So it's a bit of a rushed video, but I'll put that in the show notes. I'm going to watch it again. Actually, I haven't watched it in years. Am I right um, in thinking that it's gone now, Cal? In, in all meaningful it's, forms. Is yeah, it? it closed down at the start, towards the beginning of this year. Yeah. I can't remember whether it was COVID-related or not, but it's, it's always struggled. Um, and their quality has gone up and down and up and down, apparently. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think there are moves to try and bring it back again. Yeah. You know, it's, 
it's one of those places and indeed one of those recipes like in fact all of the recipes the 10 the 12 the 16 and the 18 are just stunning beers so hopefully somebody will bring it back mm. maybe we should do a crowdfunder hmm. and save kautzkanasumabe i like it cool that's all we've got time for this week the final thing to say is that tomorrow is untapped uh, virtual beer festival which, uh, well, European edition, because it's happened in the States already, and we have given them a video all about how beer is made and how to taste it like a beer judge. So if you are taking part tomorrow, watch out for us. If you're not taking part, it should be good fun anyway. They'll be interviewing some great brewers and stuff, so just grab whatever beers and, and tune into that. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, and you'll get a cameo from me at some point near the start, I think, but I don't know for sure. Um, cool that's everything so we'll see you on Wednesday for uh, our, our next homebrew adventure and then next week for another podcast as our Christmas content starts to ramp up The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes if you love what we do please 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 do subscribe and even join our patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel love and beer <laughs>